to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, everybody? My name is Alex Iaquinto. Welcome back to another episode of the Last Gen Podcast. I'm so glad that you're on this week again. Man, it feels so weird that, like, you know, it feels like I just recorded last week's yesterday. But uh, I always I always love coming on and recording for you. I love hearing from you, by the way. Um, if you don't know, we have an Instagram, like I tell you, every single week. So if you're tired of hearing it, I'm sorry, I'm going to continue to to plug it the.last.gen we'd love to hear from you we do like interactive content we do we do great things we do lives and we do uh reels and stuff so it's not just like a place where we're letting you know that we've recorded a podcast and released it it's not just another uh news update but it's uh yeah so go go follow us go and and the reason i say that is cuz i love to hear from you you know it's it's great to hear from people because it because I know I'm not like talking into a brick wall I know I I mean I see that you guys are listening but like I love to hear feedback and and stuff like that I love to hear your questions so it's great so welcome back today I'm very excited well number one let's hold on let's keep with tradition where are you Alex location check I am sitting in a car you guessed it but not my usual car I'm actually not in the state of Virginia like I usually am. I'm in Michigan, right outside of Detroit, and um, it's a uh, it's a very snowy day. I'm looking around. I'm in a what is this? A Ford? I thought it was an Escalade, but it's not. I'm in a rental car. I'm here with my uncle Ted and uh, my brother and Zach, and we're here for a revival in Shelby Township, Michigan. Last night was the first night, and it was it was powerful. So this week's been going great. If you if you uh haven't already, check out check out my uncle's um his YouTube account because he posts all the live services there and that's where you can find the live services, which I'd highly recommend you listening to. It'll build you up in a big way. So go check those out. I'm happy to be this is my first time ever in Michigan. And I believe this is this is weird, but this is the farthest west in America that I've that I've ever been. Let me check on that because I don't want to like lie to you guys. Let's see. Let's see. This is the farthest west. I think it is. That's wild. Well, no, 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 no. Indiana, two months ago, was the farthest west, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've been to China, but I don't think that, you know, that doesn't really count. It's kind of east. Um, but stick around. This episode is going to be a good one. It's it's uh, it's going to be a very helpful one. You know, I try not to record podcasts that are going to be over your head and useless. Like, I'm not gonna, trying to teach on the seven spirits of God that are around the throne room or, like, um, the the science of heaven or whatever or, like, what to do when an angel shows up in your room. Like I'm trying to, (laughs) I try to record these podcasts in the most applicable way to young people's lives, because that's the only thing that's going to really matter at the end of the day is stuff that you can use for your life. Remember that the Bible isn't just some lofty, nice wisdom 
or life principles. The Bible says, speaking of itself, that it it trains in righteousness and it equips you for every good work. You know, it's profitable for all things pertaining to life and godliness. So anything you have questions about, about life, anything you have questions for about, you know, about situations you're dealing with, the Word of God has you covered. You can, you can look to see what God has to say about it. So this is going to help you. It's something that I wish I had, this podcast, though it's going to be a short one, I wish I had this podcast when I was younger. Um, not, not to say that I didn't have people saying this exact same thing, but something specifically targeted at this exact situation. I wish I had this because it's a problem that I know a lot of people deal with. I know it. I've dealt with it. Um, and everyone, you know, everyone that is in, in a human body is going to have to deal with this in some way or another. Um, and sometimes it's every day. Um, so let's get into this. You've seen the title. It's a very, very, very practical thing that I'm going to be teaching on today. The title is what to do when you don't feel like praying or reading the Bible, or maybe I've changed the title to what to do when you don't feel spiritual at all, what to do when you don't feel spiritual at all, or what to do when you don't feel like praying or reading the Bible or listening to preaching all right, let me, let, let me lay out a situation for you, all right? Close your eyes. Imagine that you're there, all right? You wake up. Alarm clock is beeping. It's 6 a.m. You roll out of bed. You open your eyes. Ugh. It's rainy outside. It's cloudy. You have to go to school. You have to go to work, whatever. You've woken up early so that you can spend time with the Lord. But really, in your body, you feel spiritual in no way at all. You don't feel like praying. You don't feel like reading the Bible. You don't feel like popping on a worship song. You don't feel like getting up and dancing, shouting three times and telling three people, it's your night. No, 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 you don't feel like that at all. You feel like dying. You feel like, <laughs> you feel like going right back to bed. Tell me if that's not a situation that you've had before. And everyone has because we live in a physical body. <laughs> so let me, just, let me just break this real quick. People think that as like Pentecostals, as faith people, we're always going to be like in revival mode. Like, you know, you wake up shouting. I go to bed shouting. Which in one way, yes, you can. Like I'm not saying you always have to be tired, but I'm saying there's going to be times where your flesh does not feel like Praising God does not feel like you're in revival. Your flesh feels like you're in you're you're in like a deep sleep. So there, there's going to be times where you don't feel like it, where you, you don't feel like praying in the slightest. You don't feel like you know you don't feel like shouting. What do you do in those situations? Because you're going to have them. I mean, like just this morning, I woke up. You know, I I w got to bed late. You know, I just like felt like a, <laughs> I, was, I was telling Zach, it felt like I was fading in and out of consciousness, because I was like trying to stay awake last night, but then I like dozing off, trying to stay awake, and then I woke up at like 3 a.m., went back to bed, it was just a weird kind of night, but like I woke up, you know, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like revival, <laughs> I didn't feel like a man of God, 
You know, I felt like going back to bed and not waking up until like noon. But what did I do? I got out of bed. I I popped on the word of God and I started reading. So what do you, what do you do when you don't feel like it? Cuz like a lot of times people say, you know, you got to read your Bible every day. You got to pray every day. It's like, yeah, that's true. But like as a young person, I always like ask this question of, of older ministers, like, what do I, like, I don't always feel like it. So how do I overcome that? And today I'm going to actually cover that for you. So you're going to know, like maybe this morning for you was that kind of day. You're not going to have to deal with, you know, getting out of bed, not feeling like it, missing your Bible reading, missing your prayer time, and then feeling guilty about it later. You don't have to deal with that. So I'm, I'm going to show you from the word of God what it has to say. I want to build this foundation, first of all. Um, Number one, John G. Lake was a a great man of God. Great man of God, lived about 100 years ago. Um, He he was a powerful man of God, maybe less than 100 years ago. Um, He he was a missionary to South Africa. He, 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 like, God used him to heal hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Powerful ministry. I mean, powerful healing ministry, miracle ministry. He moved to Spokane, Washington after South Africa. And they healed so many people. God healed so many people in Spokane, Washington, that the federal government declared Spokane, Washington, the healthiest city in America. Now think about that. He went into a city and cleared out hospitals. He set up what he called healing rooms. And he had healing technicians in there. And they would pray for the sick until they got healed. And then they'd get healed. And then, you know, Spokane was in huge revival. So this this guy knows what he's talking about. But one of the things that he said that really stuck with me, and you can find his sermons online, on YouTube. They're written out and narrated. Um, but one of his sermons that really always stuck with me is he said this. He said, if I could impart one thing to this generation, if I can impart just one thing to any believer... He didn't say it would be, you know, the gifts of the Spirit. He didn't say it would be, you know, uh, just an impartation of his own Spirit. He didn't say that. He said, if I could impart one thing to this new generation, it would be hunger for God. Hunger for God. Hunger for God. And I started to think about that. Why? Why would he say that? That that's the one thing. And I started to think about it, and it's crazy because... When you're hungry in the natural, you know, you haven't eaten anything, you're hungry, you'll do anything to get food. I mean, we came off of a 21-day fast um, in January. And let me tell you, at the end of that, you're like ready to run to the kitchen. Like, you'll do anything for food. Governments have found that if you, like, in like a dictatorship or in a tyrannical government... If you keep the people hungry long enough, they will revolt because they don't they won't they'll, they'll stop at nothing to get food. It's human nature to survive. So, just like that in the natural, when you'll you'll push and you'll push and you'll push to get food. But understand this, in the natural, once you eat that 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 meal, you're not hungry anymore. And then your will to get food is like nothing. Like after you've pounded 3 Tacos from Taco Bell. 
and like a, a quesarito and a Crunchwrap Supreme, the last thing you want to do after that is get food again. But it's, it's interesting that it's the exact opposite in the supernatural. When we're talking about the spirit man, when you're hungry for God, you'll stop at nothing to get time in prayer, to get an impartation from the Holy Spirit. You'll stop at nothing to read the word of God. But the interesting thing about your spirit man is that once you've tasted and seen the goodness of God, once you've had, you've, you've filled yourself with spiritual food, it's not like the natural. It's not like um, eating. It's not like you just stop becoming hungry and you're not hungry anymore. What happens is that the more you eat, the more hungry you become. So in the natural, the more you eat, the less hungry you are. But in the supernatural, the more you eat, the less hung- or the more hungry you are. Sorry, if, if it's loud, there's people, you know, in the parking lot and stuff. But it's like that. So understand that spiritual truth that when you start pressing into God and when you start reading the word and, and, and praying and stuff, that's, that's going to develop a new hunger and a new hunger. And it's refreshed day by day. So basically, the whole overarching, like if I were to tell you in a simple answer what to do, like what do I do when I don't feel like praying? What do I do when I don't feel like reading the word? What I would tell you is get over it, go pray, go read the word, go praise. And you say, oh, that's too easy. No, 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 it's, it's not. I understand it's not easy. Your flesh, I, I want to take you to a verse of scripture that really helped me with this. You have to understand that your flesh is never going to want to pray. Never. Your flesh is never going to want to sit down and read the Bible. This is what the Bible says. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 17, this is what Paul says. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. That's interesting. You have to understand that you're not your body. I always tell people this, and it's a common saying to help you understand. You are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotions, and you live in a body. I am a spirit. I have a soul, my mind, will, and emotions, and I live in a body. That's your flesh. So I'm not my flesh. I'm just living in my flesh. And Paul says right there, as long as you're living in the flesh, you're, you're in this earth. You're, you're in the world. You have this earth suit, so to speak. The desires of the flesh are never going to want to please God. The King James actually says, your flesh wars against your spirit. They're in a spiritual tug of war. Your flesh just wants to eat, sleep, drink, go to bed. That's it. Your flesh, your flesh just wants to please itself. But your spirit is the one. Jesus said, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. The spirit is willing. The spirit wants to please God. Your spirit is the one that takes over when you are in a revival meeting. So like, you know, the preacher's preaching. You feel good. You feel like, man, I'm in revival. I want to get home. I want to destroy the kingdom of hell. I want to take thousands for Christ. You know, I'm going to get home. I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to do all this. It's like you feel good because your spirit's in control. You want to do those things. But it's not even three hours later. You get home 
and you get in your warm bed, and you I, and you said, oh, I'm going to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. Alarm clock goes off. 5 o'clock. Beep, beep, beep. Do you feel like revival anymore? No, you don't. Because your flesh has taken over. You live in a body, so you can't get around that. But what do you do? What do you do? You have to understand that your spirit is always willing. So what do you do when you don't feel like praying or reading your Bible? Go do it anyways. Go do it anyways. There have been mornings that I don't feel in the slightest like a preacher. Let alone say, like, you know, like, I don't feel like a man of God. But I understand we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't live this life by how we feel in the flesh. That's 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So I'm not governing my actions based on how I feel. Well, I don't feel like right. Well, it doesn't matter what I feel like. Do you realize you're saved whether you feel like it or not? Do you realize you're anointed whether you feel like it or not? You're filled with the life-giving spirit whether you feel like it or not. And just like I said about that spiritual hunger, once you start to do the actions, then you'll start to feel it. Don't wait until you feel it to do it. Do it until you feel it. I'm going to say that again. Don't wait to pray until you feel like praying. Pray until you feel like praying. Don't wait to feel like praying until you pray. Pray until you feel like praying. Don't wait to feel like praising before you praise. Praise until you feel like praising. Don't wait to feel like reading the Bible until you read the Bible. Read the Bible until you feel like reading the Bible. You don't walk by how you feel. You walk by the Word of God, faith. It's the only thing that pleases God. The Bible talks about a sacrifice of praise. That means praising when you don't feel like praising. And I, it, it really shows um, like a mature Christian. You know you're a mature Christian when you, you don't wait until you feel like revival until you start praising. I praise anyways. It's interesting. There's a study that my uncle quotes all the time, and it's interesting. It shows a lot about human nature. And they, sh- they it, it's from this book called Atomic Habits. And they're studying the habits of people and how to break bad habits, how to create good habits. And it studied these, these people who said they want to um, eat better, they want to lose weight, they want to improve their physical health. They weren't doing well, they were overweight, they were obese, they were out of shape. And so they studied two groups of people. One group would tell people, oh, I'm trying to eat better. I'm just trying to eat better. I'm trying to be more healthy. All right. And then another group would say to people, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. Even though they didn't look like an athlete, even though they're like 100 pounds overweight, they'd say, I'm an athlete. And you know what's interesting? The people who said, I'm an athlete, so that's why I I eat better, that's why I work out, they perform so much better, like a thousand times better than the people that said, I'm just trying. 
to eat better. I'm just trying to work out more. Because you have to understand, I'm not doing things based on what I'm what I feel like. I'm doing things based on who I am in Christ. So I don't pray because, you know, it would be a good time to pray. No, I pray because I'm a man of God. You should you should view yourself the same way. I mean, in in a culture in Christianity, in a time in Christianity where people are just trying to convince you that you're nothing, you know, how many know we're just nothing, we're just so broken, and we're so unworthy of his presence, Lord, we come before you, we're nothing, that's not what the Bible says, the Bible says you're more than an overcomer, the Bible says you are made worthy, you are made holy, so when you wake up in the morning, I challenge you every day, Every single day. Don't have a mindset, oh, I'm going to try to read three chapters of the Bible today. You should wake up, get out of bed, and whether you feel like it or not, say, I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. And then you just thank God. Thank you, Lord, that you've anointed me, whether you feel anointed or not. Thank you, Lord, that you've saved me, whether you feel saved or not. Thank you, Lord, that you've healed me, whether you feel healed or not. And I'm telling you, once you start to do that, once you start to to put the flesh under, it's literally what you're doing is you're subduing the flesh. You're taking the flesh, your body, which was on top or is on top in the natural state, and you're pushing it under subjection. And that way you're putting your spirit on top. You're saying, flesh, you don't, you don't dictate what I do and what I don't do. It's my spirit, man. It's God who dictates what I do and what I don't do. We walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. Not how you feel. So I said I'm going to give you practical things. I'll give you practical things in the next five minutes. So let's go back to that situation again. I hope this is helping people. Because I I wish I would have had this. You know, it's it's very straightforward. And you're thinking, oh, you know, just pray. Well, I don't feel like praying. Just pray. I get it. But it's really it's really more powerful than that. Because you understand, I mean, this whole thing, I, I don't do things because I just feel like them. You're never going to always feel like praying. You're never going to ever feel like fasting. You're never, ever going to feel like getting up and dancing. But you do it. Why? Because that's what Christians do. That's what believers do. That's what men and women of God do. So let's go back to that situation. You roll out of bed. You set your alarm clock early to spend time with God. You don't feel like it at all. What do you do? First of all, I grab a cup of coffee. Just a tip. You don't have to. I do. It helps. So you get up. You have your coffee, you sit down at your desk, wherever you do your devotions. You don't feel like it at all. Your mind is like not there. You just want to go back to bed. What I do, what I would recommend you do, start praying in the spirit. Start praying in tongues. Start praying in tongues. I don't feel like praying. Pray in tongues. The Bible says in Jude, verse 20, And you, beloved, building yourself up, praying in the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy faith, 
praying in the Holy Spirit. So when you pray in tongues, what you're doing is you're edifying yourself. You're building yourself up. Your spirit is praying. Not your flesh. You're not thinking of English words to say and then just putting them up like a religious, a religious like duty. Praying in the spirit is literally letting the Holy Spirit pray through you. So when you wake up, don't think about like, oh, I've got to read this. Uh, no, 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 no. If you don't feel like it, start praying in the spirit. Just start praying in the spirit. Just start praying in tongues. And I'm telling you, what's going to happen You just pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. What's going to happen? Just like Jude verse 20 says, it'll build up your most holy faith. It'll build you up. Paul says, the one who prays in a a tongue speaks not unto men, but, but unto God. For no man understands him. And he builds himself up. Builds himself up. It builds your spirit up. It takes your spirit and puts it in control. Get up and start praying in the Spirit. And I'm telling you, what's going to happen? You're going to start to feel the anointing on your physical body. You're going to start to feel faith rise up in your spirit. You're going to start to feel a spiritual hunger come on the inside of you. And then once you're done praying for 5, 10, however long you want to pray in the Spirit, then you'll realize, holy crap, I I feel good. I don't feel sleepy anymore. I don't feel like my flesh anymore. I feel like I want to press into God. I feel like I want to I feel like I want to kick the devil in the rear end. I feel like I want to praise God until, you know, it just builds you up. It's so true. It's so true. The Bible is not lying when it talks about praying in the spirit. So that's number 1. Pray in the spirit. Start praying in the spirit. Number 2, start praising God. Pop on anointed praise music. What I do in the morning, I pop on some African praise music because it's hard to feel depressed. It's hard to feel sad. It's hard to feel defeated when you've got 6,000 Africans singing, you know, you are the most high, you are the most high God. That, I mean, like, it's hard because they're just so happy. You know, don't, don't put on K-Love, please. If you try to put on K-Love, you're just going to go back to bed. Don't put on depressing quote unquote Christian music put on anointed praise music upbeat why because in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand pleasures forevermore and when the Holy Spirit permeates the atmosphere it electrifies it the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead it'll quicken your mortal body The Holy Spirit will quicken your mortal body, especially when you get into his presence with praise. Pop on that, shut your doors, and start dancing. Well, I don't feel like dancing. Start dancing. We don't go by how we feel. We don't go by how we feel. Number three, once you've started praising, then start praying. Start um, laying out your request. Make your request known unto God. Then get into your prayer time. And then you can read the word or whether you want to flip that around and read the word first and then pray. That's up to you. But I'm telling you, if you do these things that are so easy, the things that quicken your mortal body is praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, and praising. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Next time you feel like 
you don't feel spiritual in any way, put everything down, turn your phone off, throw it across the room, and start praying in the Spirit. Start praying in tongues. Start praising God. Whether you feel like it or not. I hope this helped you today. Because thinking about this, even teaching you this helps me. I, I believe it's helpful. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every single young person listening. I thank you that you've put a hunger in them to press into you and to read the word and pray and seek you. Lord, I pray that you'd reinvigorate their hunger. Lord, rekindle their fire. Put a supernatural hunger in every single one of us to read your word and to pray. We thank you that this year is going to be amazing. It's going to amaze us to see your goodness and to see your miracles. We thank you. And we know you're going to bless us. For your word says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And we thank you. You're filling us today anew and afresh with the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, I love you guys. I love you a lot. Thanks for sticking on with me. I know today was a shorter one. I think maybe the shortest one we've ever done, which is a record. But, um, yeah, check out, go on YouTube, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. And um, go on his YouTube and check out the revivals that have been going on because we had Sunday morning, we had Sunday night, tonight's going to be Monday night. Um, I know you're listening to this Tuesday or later, but it'll still be going on through Wednesday the 9th, and uh, they're powerful, they're very powerful. So go check that out. That is another thing that'll build you up in a in a crazy way. I love you guys. If you have any questions, send them to the.last.gen, either me or Evangelist Carolyn Shuttlesworth or Evangelist Preston Shuttlesworth will get back to you. And uh, I love you a lot. I will catch back with you very soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you.